the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You ever have one of those times in your life where you just want to stick your head in the sand and pretend the event isn't happening? You need courage. Well, we've got courage for you next. Join us. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life, and I think there are times in all of our lives, where we have an event or a challenge that is before us, and all we want to do is run and hide from it. We need courage, and lots of it, and courage that really isn't our own. And that is where we find ourselves today as we continue our series on the life of David. Courage to Face Life's Giants is the title of our message. Won't you join us? From Valley Bible Church, here in Hercules, let's catch up with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, for today's broadcast of Truth For Today. We come to one of the greatest uh, stories in all the Bible. I, I think every Sunday school teacher, uh, if you've ever taught the Bible, you ought to jump to get to do 1 Samuel 17. Let me say something just uh, that's interesting Uh, Never think it's in vain to teach the Bible stories. As preachers, we ruin most of them because we get up and say, let me show you four homiletical points about this. And most people can't even spell homiletics and they don't know what it is. And we get these four points that everyone quickly forgets. The thing you never forget is the story. You may not know all the meaning of the prodigal son's story, let's say. Even if you were unsaved and you heard the story and you can tell it right, it will forever stay with you. And I've got about six points that I'm going to derive from this story. But you know what? On a a story that I've known all my life, I've typed 16 pages worth of notes just on the story. Single space. I'll sell them to you a dollar a page. And I thought, this is one of the simplest stories in all the Bible, but all the, uh, the, the messages, the, the implications, and I, I just finally uh, grabbed four pages and left the others in the office because uh, I would quickly embalm you. And, uh, uh, but I just thought the story, the story, God gave the story. It's a true story, and there's something about it, and I thought we would focus for your own life on uh, what to do when you face impossible situations. Here we've got a story of David and Goliath. Uh, Here we go back to Israel. Uh, In chapter 8 of 1 Samuel, Israel said, uh, even after God had delivered them under Samuel in 1 Samuel 7, they said, uh, yes, Samuel has erected Ebenezer, if you read that in chapter 7, the rock of remembrance, uh, that God delivered us, but we were rather nervous out there without a physical, visible leader. 
And we don't like being led by an invisible God. We need a visible leader like the rest of the nations. And so uh, against Samuel and out of the timing God had desired, he, God was going to give them a king eventually, but he didn't want it to be under these conditions. Uh, they moved to make uh, Saul the next uh, king. In chapter 9, they find uh, Saul, and he's anointed king. And uh, chapter 10, he leads him into a victory. Uh, but by the time you get to chapter 13, he uh, disobeys God by not waiting for Samuel. By chapter 15, uh, Saul has uh, sinned again by not killing off everything God said to kill, ever keeping some of the goods for themselves. Chapter 16, God chooses a young boy about 12 years of age, David, to be the next king although it's going to take 18 years before that comes about. And uh, in that same chapter, in chapter 16, the Spirit of God departs from Saul because God has rejected him as his kind of king, although he leaves him in the office another 18 years. It's kind of scary uh, that God could reject somebody but then retain the office. And so we come to chapter 17, under a king that God's spirit has left. And theologically, let's get something straight here. What the spirit did with Saul, he never does today. Uh, A believer today has been promised, once the spirit's in you, he'll never leave. He can be grieved, he can be uh, quenched, but he doesn't leave. But in the Old Testament, the the spirit even came upon unqualified men like Samson. Samson is not the man you really want to pattern your life after, unless you get Delilah on the side. Uh, the spirit could come on a false prophet like Balaam, and he could prophesy and be accurate, but he was a false prophet. But it's, so you had a sovereign work of the spirit in the Old Testament. He did things he doesn't do today. Uh, he works different. But here he had come on Saul, and he's left Saul, and Saul's a troubled man, Evil spirits come and bother him, as we'll see in chapter 16. But when you come to chapter 17, Israel's at a stalemate. For 40 days, the armies of Israel are stalemated because they've come up against the armies of the Philistines. And the Philistines have a champion, which is interesting that David never gives his name. Some believe that Goliath's name meant soothsayer that he was a psychic, that he was some kind of wizard that was in touch with evil spirits, that his very name may have denoted that. But we, reading the biblical narrative, we have a man that is believed to be nine feet, six inches tall, uh, nobody playing for the Lakers that tall. Uh, that's, a, that's a tall man. And uh, uh, to be seven feet is mighty tall, but Think of this, about nine feet tall. The Dead Sea Scrolls, some have found an estimation of seven feet. So seven to nine feet tall. And we have David. Uh, His dad says, I want you to go and check in on your brothers. Take them some cheese and take them some fruit and go down and see how your brothers are doing. And he goes down there and he checks out what's going on and He doesn't know anything that's happening. And finally, how is the battle? And the joke of the day is no battle is going on. 
for 40 days, this giant has stepped out in this valley that they believe was like an echo chamber and uh, would step out and begin to yell his blasphemies against God and against the armies of God and begin to challenge them. And nobody's responding. Saul is paralyzed up in his tent. The rest of the soldiers are just holding off because the giant has reduced it to this kind of a challenge. Give me your best man, and the Philistines will give you their best man, and may the battle of champions decide the day. Let it all be reduced just to two men. And so David comes into this scene, and uh, he's inquiring what's going on. And so verse 20, early in the morning, David left the flock with the shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines, facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. When the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage. I'd want to meet her first, but he was going to do it. And will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. Now, everybody would go for that, wouldn't they? David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Notice David does not call him by name and he does not call the army the army of Saul. This is God's army. David took it, not Saul is being embarrassed or routed, We are the people of God, and there's only two armies always in history. The armies of God and the armies of God's enemies. There's only two people forever in history. You're either with God or for him. Whether you're an angel or a human being, you're either for God or against him. Which army do you represent? So... They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the men, he was glad he came. No, no, no. You remember, this is Eliab. Uh, He's not impressed with David. He burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep? Now, is that an insult? My dad wouldn't even trust you with a bunch of sheep. You just got a few. Who, what are you doing? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. 
You came down only to watch the battle. Now, what have I done, said David? Does this sound like brothers? Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, now listen, David is right now believed to be, he's a young teenager, something like he's 17 years old. Listen to him talk to the king. Let no one lose heart. Good. The voice of the king. No. This is the voice of a young teenager. I'd be amazed if we had a board meeting and they sent a teenage representative to speak this way to the elders. Don't lose heart with us kids. We're going to pull off the church. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy. And he has been a fighting man from his youth. Now you've got to know that uh, Goliath is wearing fish-like armor. Scales were on him that weighed between 150 to 200 pounds. His god was a fish god, Dagon. And Dagon had fallen on its face in 1 Samuel 5. God had already knocked off its god. Because when Dagon and the ark came together, the idol had to fall on its face. Now, the god of Goliath is Dagon. And he's dressed in fish scales made of metal. Another thing, only the Philistines had iron. All the soldiers in Saul's army had wooden implements, not a, not a steel sword among them. David took Goliath's sword to behead him. Saul and Jonathan had steel weapons. And if you read the narrative in Samuel, they would raid Philistine villages where they were making iron to get steel weapons. This is pre-iron age, but the Philistines have discovered iron. And these Hebrew boys, they've got a very limited arsenal. And so when David sees this man, nine foot six, dressed with 200 pounds of nothing but steel, his spearhead weighed about 25 pounds, and he had a full bodyguard in front of him that the word in the Hebrew for shield was the full length of a human body. So he had a shield bearer in front of him that had a whole blocking weapon there, carried by another man. This man is loaded to the hilt. He's got the latest technology for warfare, iron. And a boy comes up with a, an old-fashioned, not this kind of a slingshot, but the kind you whirl like that, walks into town. Can you imagine, Eliab, what are you doing here? You, you don't know his size. We've measured him. We know how he's armed. And then Saul, kindly trying to talk the boy out of a, you know, youth can be idealistic. We can do it when they can't. They usually can do it on your money. And uh, uh, let no one lose heart. Oh, you're not able. 
You're but a boy. You're going up against a trained soldier with the latest technology. Then David said, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. His servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion. Now, who delivered? Did David deliver himself or God? David said, I did my part, but my ultimate outcome and deliverance was from God. The Lord delivered me from the paw of the lion, and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul still knows how to give a kingly benediction. Go, and the Lord be with you. We'll notify the closest of kin as soon as you leave. But we can at least invoke the name of Yahweh. Go. Oh, by the way, David, you know what will make you a success? What? You need some of my armor. Well, if it's so good, why isn't it working for you? Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. Now, Saul is the tallest Israelite alive. It looks like some of our Christmas plays with people in oversized bathrobes. said, what's this? He put on his tunic, he put a coat of armor. Now, can you imagine this? Does anyone know my son-in-law, Jason? He's 6'4". Let's just say he loans me his uniform. I may be an awesome man, but uh, moving right on. Uh, David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I guess so. I cannot go in these. I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones. How do you choose five smooth stones? Up here? He's down here, isn't he? He said, right on the ground, they say that they probably estimate the stones would be two to four inches. That was common. Maybe, maybe half a pound, maybe a quarter of a pound. What's five of them? Some have projected, why five? I think it's for backup ammo in case he misses. But you do read later on in the narrative in Samuel that Goliath had four brothers. That never is mentioned here, but it's a nice thought. They kill him later anyway, stones or not. So he gets these five smooth stones from the stream, puts them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag. With his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Look at this. The Philistine with a shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David, and he looked at David. And he's insulted. This red-haired, ruddy boy who's handsome, and he despised him. Am I a dog that you come with me with sticks? See, the Israelites just had sticks. They didn't have steel weapons. Come on, you got this piece of, you know, walking stick. 
shepherd Jews. Is that the best? Don't insult me. Give me a challenge. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And I guess it's not too bad to use the name of gods that's just been knocked off. But he cursed him by the name of Dagon. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beast of the field. David said, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I've come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down. Now, this is not a positive thinking course. There's a difference between positive thinking and faith. Positive thinkers still can get slayed. This day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. What, with a shepherd's staff? I'm so sure of it that I'm going to get what you've got to cut your head off. Because shepherd's staffs don't cut. This is how certain he is. Today... I'll give the carcasses of the Philistines' army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. You see, David is taking the battle between the gods. My God versus your God. This is not a battle between you and me, ultimately. It's between who I represent and who you represent. My God is going to rout you. Not me, by myself, in my strength, but you've insulted the people of the living God. I'm coming to you in his name. And all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, not by might nor by power, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands And the Philistine moves closer to attack him. And David runs towards him. He's running. I'm telling you, it's one thing to say what you'll do. But when you run right into the face of the enemy, he's running at him. Stone hits him. In this remarkable, this young man who taught him this. And he runs up there, throws it. You read in the book of Judges, the Jews were very accurate with these slings. But I'm sure a divine hand was guiding it and put missile speed behind it. And whoom, hits this giant. Some scholars went so far to say hit him in the leg. I don't know where they came up with that. Hits him, he falls to the ground. And David, to make sure he's dead, runs to him, slings the stone, Hits him on the forehead, and the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard, and he killed him. He cut off his head with the sword. And the Philistines saw that their hero was dead. They turned and ran. My, my, what a story. And you're listening to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 
the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we close out our broadcast today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the program encourages you in Christ and how this program is being used by you on a daily basis. Are we just a normal part of your radio listening? Do you tap into our resources available at our website? Have you visited our church? These are things we would love to hear from you. Take a moment, call or write to us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. You're also welcome to visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Take advantage of the resource materials I mentioned a moment ago. We have several. Again, truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also find information about Valley Bible Church right there as well, who we are, what we believe, worship times, services, and directions to the church. We'd love to have you join us, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Again, that's truthfortodayradio.org. If you're writing to us, our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And then, as we conclude our time together today, we would also invite you to partner with us. This radio broadcast and the many resources that accompany it are available as you partner with us, as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large, and you can do a one-time gift or make monthly pledges. No matter, we'd love to have you be a partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the Bay Area and beyond. So contact us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. And you can also donate online at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.